Hello everyone. Welcome to Essentials 2.0. I'm your host Unnati Gaba and alongside I have Raghav Kumar with me. Today, we will be discussing the dynamics of the FMCG and Ayurveda sector in India with interesting bits of topics around its immense startup potential, future career options and the general nature of how the sectors are evolving with time. Now, Unnati, as we were discussing the other day on a call about our lifestyles, uh, would you like to share your uh, uh, views on the importance of adopting a healthy lifestyle, especially for Gen Z? Uh, yeah, sure, Raghav. So, as we all know, like being healthy should be a part of our overall lifestyle. And feeling good about yourself, taking care of our own health is something which is very important for our self-esteem and our self-image. And Gen Z takes a holistic view of health, like emphasizing on physical fitness, healthy eating and mental well-being. So here, if I talk about myself, like two months back, I was leading a very unhealthy lifestyle, you know, uh, sleeping late, getting up late, sitting in front of a laptop the whole day. So it was a very unhealthy lifestyle and I used to hear a lot from my, pa- a lot of, uh, from my parents about it. So one day my mom just came into my room and she said that, you know, from tomorrow, like, will you go for a morning walk with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Because since a lot of time I was trying to fix my schedule and I'm a person who loves walking, but I was just not able to find the correct time for that. So it's like from that day until now, I've been trying to, you know, be regular with that. And I have seen immense change in me, be it my outlook towards my body in general, towards my health in general, my schedule is good. I am, you know, always energetic and on my toes. So I have like realized why people, you know, emphasize so much on morning walks and maintaining a healthy lifestyle in general. So yeah, on this note, I would like to welcome our guest for this episode, Mr. Deepak Agrawal, an entrepreneur and FMCG veteran with more than 12 years of experience in the consumer goods space. He is the founder of Auric, a beauty and wellness food brand based on Ayurveda conceived in the year 2017. And prior to that, he was with the FMCG giant HUL for more than eight years in multiple roles across various geographies. He is also a proud alumnus of the IIT Delhi with the bachelor's degree in chemical engineering. Uh, we welcome you, Deepak, sir. And we would like to thank you for taking out the time with us uh, for coming on this podcast. Hey, everyone. Uh, hey, Unati and Raghav. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. Uh, sir, so to begin with, firstly, we would also like to have your views uh, on, you know, the inclination of Z- Gen Z towards health and fitness and, you know, how it would, you know, like being uh, taking care of our health right now would bring a lot of benefits in the later stages of life. See, Gen Z uh, or the people who are primarily born after 95, 96 uh, are quite a different generation altogether. They are the folks who have understood health and wellness in a completely different language. They have seen uh, how their parents have suffered through lifestyle diseases like diabetes, obesity. And therefore, they have always thought that life is much more than just a career success. It's also about uh, your mind, body, soul put together in the right place in the right corners. And hence, I truly believe that Gen Z is leading the entire triad on the wellness altogether. Uh, COVID in the last two years has only put an icing on the cake. But this generation was slowly and slowly warming warming up the entire country of India to a wellness generation is what I feel. Uh, Yes, I completely agree because like even I've seen my parents, you know, and what problems they used to face and all that. And these are my friends are also, you know, they are all quite aware of what they need to do. And everyone, you know, they are trying to fix their schedules basically. 
so yes i can like completely relate to that so now coming to your own brand sir uh, so what was the whole motivation to start the same and when did you basically decided like, you have to leave hl and start with oric right so it was in my last role at unilever when i was taking care of hair care and skin care operations i had a simple thought on my mind people are buying shampoos and creams for a functional reason for a purpose for a benefit be it anti dandruff for shampoo or fairness for cream but the same consumer is essentially buying a food or a beverage for taste and refreshment now that's quite surprising what goes inside your mouth is for pleasure but what goes over your body is for purpose that's when i thought that purpose led brands are are the need of the are are the things that are going to be made of the future and there were enough and more examples across the atlantic ocean in us where purpose led brands in all categories especially food and beverages had taken over the world by storm and hence i thought that india is slowly and slowly warming up to purpose led consumption as well uh, that was the first time when i started thinking about leaving unilever to start on my own also uh, at the same time i have been a professional sports person for a greater part of my life and during one such match i had a backbone fracture which led me to physiotherapy when physiotherapy did not help me i turned towards yoga five years of yoga made me realize that yoga actually works so i thought if yoga works maybe ayurveda should also work that's how my conversation with ayurveda started and during this uh, experimentation with ayurveda i started learning and educating myself about ayurveda i started convincing my friends and family about ayurveda and i would receive all kinds of funny answers weird answers from them on why not to adopt ayurveda and and hence i decided to make ayurveda a simple convenient aspiration so that the the millennials are going to adopt it with their whole heart if millennials speak the language of turmeric latte more than haldi ka doodh then probably ayurveda needs to adopt in the turmeric latte framework and not in the haldi ka doodh with these two things put together uh, the purpose led consumption with the a simple and aspirational ayurveda came oric and hence left unilever to start oric to make wellness a daily lifestyle of millennials uh yeah sir i i strongly feel that you know uh, things need to really resonate with us you know gen zers to you know for us to adopt it and if something resonates with us we will really like go uh, like the extra mile to you know adopt things so uh, and like talking about ayurveda you know and its potential in the future so how would you rate you know ayurveda's potential you know in the upcoming you know decade and uh, the decade to follow oh it's an uh, amazing potential and we don't need to look further for uh, accreditation than yoga uh, i don't know how how many of you guys who are listening uh, followed the journey of yoga in the past but in the 1980s and 90s when yoga was introduced in uh, united states of america courtesy a uh, couple of uh, gurus especially uh, deepak chopra bikram yoga centers and things like that uh, they had made yoga very cool very aspirational they had made uh, yoga not only a part of the pop culture but also inspired and linked to hippie culture and because of that yoga became very very cool it became part of the daily lifestyle and today two two decades after or two and a half decades later we see that yoga is making a turn around it has come back to india with a bang what was available as a free service in the shivirs in 1970s and 80s and 90s is now virtually being sold at whatever 1000 to 2000 rupees an hour now that's the kind of renaissance that yoga is going through in the country today thanks to how it was made cool and aspirational across the atlantic ocean 
the same time has come for ayurveda uh, the way turmeric lattes of this world and the way turmeric and ashwagandhas are are finding its place in the western world uh, i do believe that the country of india is also believing a lot in ayurveda and a lot has to do with how uh, patanjali has also risen in the minds of the consumers in the last decade or so mm-hmm. yes, yes sir. I, okay i like totally agree with your point because so i was involved in a student exchange program with uh, a, a few german students and uh, like when we were kind of you know uh, it was our turn to like showcase our indian culture and things we obviously you know uh, in fitness and that part we came up with yoga and you know we were really surprised to know that there is something that is actually a part of their daily routine and we kind of seldom only you know for do yoga like just for uh, you know uh, probably once a week or something but they were actually way more involved uh, in yoga than us so we were really surprised to see that like the west adopting yoga uh, far more than you know uh, us indians absolutely uh, see wellness uh, if you try to put across in the form of a maslow's hierarchy uh, you'll realize that uh, wellness comes uh, quite above on the uh, pyramid itself and that is why uh, westerners are the first to adopt wellness as a lifestyle because of the they have climbed up the ladder on the pyramid itself and that is the same thing that is happening in india also today uh, however the gen z's because they get inspired from the youtubes and the instagrams of this world the trend or in the ocean and the currents of this wellness are flowing eastwards at a much much greater pace earlier what would take a decade to reach india is now already reaching in less than a year because they are being born and brought up on on these youtubers and the instagrammers who influence their judgment who influence their opinion and that's why uh, wellness is slowly and slowly getting dealing with the maslow's hierarchy and it is slowly and slowly become part of the essential lifestyle yes exactly and these days you know we can see there are uh, in like wherever i where i live and you know in uh, in delhi and in india also in general so there are a lot of you know studios opening and you know people are actually joining yoga classes and if like i used to go when i used to you know go to parks and there were you know, various groups who were like practicing they had a proper schedule for that so like indians are also you know moving towards that and we obviously have a good future in that as well so like as we were like talking about oryx so so would you like to you know share some challenges which you face while working on that right see um, an entrepreneur's journey and uh, the entire journey of building a brand and a business uh, is met with a lot of hurdles and uh, i think it's a passion and the perseverance that help you climb those hurdles in a in in a in a good way and that is why it is very important that uh, uh, any entrepreneur takes those hurdles in in his or her strides a uh, hurdle start right from the day one when you're building the product and that product needs to be built on a solid foundation of the consumer insight uh, and then once the product is also ready you also need to understand how that consumer insight is going to be touching the the emotion of the consumer uh, how are you going to market it and therefore each and everything on building the product as well as on reaching out the consumer involves a lot of challenges uh, and then you start thinking about the business whether i'm 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 making money or not whether the product that i have made is required by a lot more people than i thought of whether the cost of reaching those people both in terms of distribution as well as in marketing awareness is lesser than what i expected so from those perspectives uh, those kind of hurdles 
start anywhere and everywhere and the job is essentially to get past those hurdles with the most perseverance mindset as you can have um yeah and sir honestly i feel that you know there is a complete paradigm shift when you know you are working in a company like as an employee and when you're going out starting your own venture and i think entrepreneurship is again one of the you know the things that gen z is really pushing on you know like with things like ayurveda and you know um things like personal fitness uh, again entrepreneurship is something that you know a lot of people want to be their own boss and uh, but they are not really they don't really understand you know what it's like to actually be an entrepreneur and putting in the hours so uh, could you just uh, you know tell us about uh, how your uh, like uh, experience has been and how is it different to you know versus working as a employee at hul versus you know like heading your own venture right so uh, for me the insight into the gen z world is is kind of a dipstick analysis when i see my 7 year old daughter um uh, i personally believe that gen z and the generation that is coming after them is essentially a creator generation uh, i find them always thinking much more creatively than we used to think when we were kids or when we were essentially the teenagers and we also feel that uh, these people do not have a set agenda on their mind they are someone who follow their heart they are someone who are ready to follow their happiness much more than the strict coherence of uh, what the society believe a happy life is so from that perspective it allows them to you know snuggle into their own deep corners where they can create something better for themselves as well as better for the society uh, i also strongly believe that uh, gen z is also a generation where uh, they are comfortable from a basic necessities point of view uh, and therefore they are ready to their dreams with their passion and with their life and that also allows them to be a bit flexible on what they want to do at what rate at which they want to achieve things with these two things put together uh, it is no surprise that gen z's want to get out there and start something of their own uh, however my one small advice to every single person is to not start something just because you want to be your own boss uh, it's super important that you find your passion and purpose because it is that passion and purpose that is going to be you know keeping every single day good for you it is going to help you get up in the morning and start working on your idea and implement that idea uh, otherwise it becomes really tough uh, that's what i would suggest but gen z is the creator generation and i do believe that that is going to produce a lot many creators than the previous generation did yes exactly like uh, you know two days back i was talking to my nephew is in like fifth grade and i was shocked to hear that you know in their school they had you know separate period where they were uh, teaching entrepreneurship and he uh, was working on a startup on of his own like they were just discussing the idea with his friends and they came up you know how they can recycle the crayons which are left and how they can you know just recycle them and sell it to the poor kids so i was like very intrigued that what we learned you know in coming out in college they are learning at the school level so there's like a huge scope for entrepreneurship in the coming years so uh, so like uh, you have already worked in the fmcg sector and then you ventured out with your own startup so do you think like it helps to get experience in the sector like before venturing out or is there a scope of complacency once you are comfortable with a high flying job see the answer to that question is both yes and no um when i say yes uh, it's primarily because uh, i consider unilever as my i have learned is thanks to unilever but at the same time we also need to appreciate the fact that uh, a professional job uh, helps you put uh, into a structure in your thinking 
it helps to bring certain discipline certain compliances uh, that is very much required uh, so that you don't need to always always look out for the right knowledge uh, and that is why i feel that the answer is yes but at the same time the answer is no because it is not the skill set that i learned at unilever which were extremely handy uh, for example if i learned how to run a factory if i learned how to manage operations those things definitely help you but the scale at which unilever operations or unilever factory runs is completely different at which a startup runs and therefore the basic principles might remain same but the nitty gritties that you learn over a period of time does not remain same at all and therefore you will have to develop your own experience as you get into a startup uh, and hence i always tell people that if you have found your passion if you have found your purpose uh which can happen with a job it can happen without a job it can happen while you are in the university at that moment the call needs to be taken to immediately get out and start creating on your own you don't need to wait for an experience to happen because those experience may or may not lead to the purpose but if you already have a purpose on your mind then probably it's the best time to get out and you know start servicing your passion yes i totally agree because you know honestly a lot of people because you know entrepreneurship is like a the next cool thing and we see you know billion dollar startups and unicorns coming up in india a lot of people just want to like start a startup for the sake of it and often they forget that you know like leaving leaving or giving up a 9 to 5 um, it is in place of it you are taking up a 24 7 job like it's not it's not better than a 9 to 5 it's actually more demanding than it so uh, you you really need to like be passionate and have a calling towards it and only then you know will you be able to show that 24 7 dedication towards your startup so uh, and and on like on that note like we see that you know the direct to consumer model is really becoming a, a very popular right now because of you know the internet and you know online shopping like companies have their own websites and you know they are selling direct to consumer and so that is like naturally eliminating a lot of the middlemen and the supply the traditional sort of supply chain that we have and uh, again covid has also really propagated you know like ordering online through company websites instead of you know going to stores so how do you think the future is going to look like you know for like retail versus online direct to consumer like what is the uh, future more uh, like post covid model look like right so the way to look at it is essentially uh, if you look at how the the buying patterns and the market sizes look like uh, india is still predominantly an offline retail market so more than 90 95% of the sales actually happen through offline stores and less than Five seven percent, depending upon which category you belong to, uh, whether it's a food or a beverage or a personal care or a fashion, uh, the the chances are that it is going to be a single digit retail consumption that happens on the online world. However, at the same time, uh, online businesses have much lesser barriers to start, and it is indeed growing at a very very fast pace. And therefore, you tend to believe that my first stepping stone can be an online business. and then later when i have set my you know set my journey ahead with the right business principles with the right product with the right consumer insight and slowly and slowly i can then grow beyond the online retail to an offline retail uh, as a as a consumer as well as as an entrepreneur i strongly believe that the first 100 crores of the revenue today can can come from the online retail alone if you put your head together in the right spaces and then thereafter uh, the expansion on the offline front makes sense uh, 
but again, you cannot ignore offline world. You cannot ignore online. You cannot ignore online because of the lesser barriers to entry as well as because of the strong growth rates. You cannot ignore offline because of the large market size. You just have to time it right. Which one comes first? Which one comes later? And at what time? Yes, exactly. Like if we see the example of Nike, it started as an online store, and with the time they have started to open their uh, offline stores also. So, or uh, like online is the method. But when once they are well settled, they then they can you know maybe go for the offline channel as well. So, sir, since we are talking about this, so what channel do you use to make your products reach the target consumers? See, at Oric, we are hundred uh, percent online brand. Uh, most of our sales happen on our own website, followed by Amazon, Credit, Flipkart, and couple of other platforms. So, from that perspective, uh, we have started our journey ahead only on the online retail at this stage. And I think, sir, that uh, in online, like from like a completely financial side, I think the margins are also much healthier. Like, if you are selling through your own website, you just completely eliminate the need to play any like uh, commissions or you know. uh cut to the middleman so i think for a startup uh, which is like you know which is not like lot of startups are not like very healthily funded i think the the extra cash that they can get through online uh, uh, will be a really big boost for them like versus traditional retail see purely from a profit and loss account perspective and online and offline retail uh, can have very similar economics it depends upon the product uh, and the market in which you are dealing with uh the the most important thing about the online retail is the smaller capital that is required to start a business and grow a business and therefore from that perspective it is uh, at the same time scalable for the first 100 crores easily and at the same time you don't need to invest a lot of capital you can even do a facebook ads campaign by just 100 rupees campaign right uh often yeah. on the other hand requires a larger uh investment in the front and therefore it becomes uh, difficult to scale from the word go uh but from a unit economics perspective it uh, it it may not be starkly different uh but from a capital intensive perspective it is starkly different yeah i think that is why a lot of uh, startups are inclined towards online because you know they don't really have the big bucks to like spend on massive marketing campaigns and all uh, and uh, i think like uh, you know when we just uh, talk about you know like uh, like industries in general uh, like uh, and like when we've interacted through our to, with our peers uh, we feel that you know like uh, finance jobs or consulting jobs you know are like the end all and be all for most like aspirational students and you know but like it's very rare to see you know somebody saying that you know my next dream job will be at itc or you know or like or like a fmcg company like let's say hul only so uh, like uh, do you think that you know uh, like is there some way to like change that perception or like what some way that you know in the future like these companies will also be uh, kind of in the target of the youth see some things will uh, will never change and probably for the good only uh, as as a college student uh, you are always glamorized by the lifestyle you are always thinking about what big things i am going to do when i start earning and have a job and therefore the kind of glamour that a, a consultancy job or a investment banking job offers is unparalleled whether from a monetary compensation perspective or the ability to you know travel always all over the country or all over the world so so yeah from that perspective i don't think so an hul or an itc is going to be uh, an ex- extremely passionate 
kind of a job for a person who is looking for investment banking or consultancy uh, my only uh, hope and my only submission is that uh, one should be looking to gain as many experiences as possible uh, those experiences are going to widen your horizon to many more possibilities and opportunities and that is going to help you decide what you like and what you don't like if you are going to spend your 20s to understand exactly that then that would be very very helpful because then you will be able to find your passion and purpose if you have already found your passion and purpose and if the answer is an hcl or an itc or an investment banking or a consultancy so be it you can just go with the word go so that that's where i think most of the people will have to make the right choices what does uh, make the best things for them yeah so because the uh, 20s is like the age where we can explore because what we select now which we are going to do that for the next 20 30 years so it's always better you know if we explore this not stage. really uh, unati I, i won't agree with that uh, uh, see uh, there are entrepreneurs who started after 30s right and uh, okay. there are really now people even in my generation who are sticking to what they did for the next 20 30 years in life uh, the time when people would retire from one company the company with which uh, they started their career is long way behind us even in our generation the average time a person that is spending in a particular company is 5 to 7 years so from that perspective uh, i don't think so the allegiance and the loyalty to spend a couple of decades in one company is going to remain i think what is important is that people are getting bored of their jobs and therefore it is important to find what excites you or what is your passion area and which is where i believe that if you can spend more of your time understanding what you don't like and what you like then you can start you know focusing and narrowing down your choices in 30s and 40s to exactly what you like that that's what i personally believe is the way forward and sir like when you brought up the point of you know the glamour of you know finance and consulting jobs i think you know that is very apt for our generation because a lot of us you know we don't really know if we want to you know if our finances or consulting is a natural calling like if you're meant for it but just because of that glamour we feel that you know we are supposed to have that job and i think that is where a lot of people kind of you know make a mistake and you know get into a job that they are not really let's say i would say built for or really excited about because once they actually do that job you know they realize that you know maybe it's not meant for me um so yeah i think that you know uh, i think the college is probably the perfect time to you know like do things and also fail at things so we know we know that you know what we are cut out for and what we may not be best suited for absolutely yeah so so like before we like conclude this uh, session of ours so what advice would you like to give to our young and aspiring entrepreneurs and you know those who are looking to make a career in the fmcg or the wellness sector always look for the consumer insight always observe consumers look at what they are liking and what they are not liking try to understand the reasons behind their choices uh, try to understand what is driving their purchase behavior try to understand what is making them repeat a certain purchase if you are going to ask those questions from the consumers and try to answer those things to multiple hypotheses in your head you will start understanding the consumer deeply and the foundation of an fmcg business is consumer the moment you start understanding and appreciating the behavior of a consumer you will start understanding what goes behind a product and a brand and that is exactly what and fmcg is built off great products and great brands and these two things can only come with great consumer insights
Yes, sir. I think truly, like you know, at the end of the day, in an F- for a, especially for an FMCG company, the I think the product is king. If you have a good product, you know you, that is like the ultimate winner. Because I think companies also focus a lot on marketing, which is correct. But you know, at the end of the day, if the product is good, then you know, if, then there is nothing to like really stop uh, the you know success of a company. With this, we come to the end of you know our episode uh, of Essentials Two Point Zero. um you know i would really like to thank everyone you know for us watching this episode and i hope you really enjoyed this um stay tuned for more episodes in the future and have a nice day thank you so much thanks guys thanks guys for having me here thank you everyone for listening to us thank you